0: Hello, my rebels. Today, I show you all the little tyrants popping up in Canada who want to use a bit of a Hugo Chavez style in dealing with these truckers. Boy, you don't have to scratch uh, very deeply um, to find an authoritarian underneath any politician. It's very depressing. But there is some good news, too. And I'll share it with you. Some of the good news is coming from Coots, Alberta. That's ahead before I get to that. I'd like to invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of the show. Eight bucks a month, which is pretty modest, if I may say, in comparison to things like Netflix. But we use that $8 a month to pay our bills because we don't get any money from Trudeau, unlike 99% of Canadian journalists. So please consider going to rebelnewsplus.com and clicking subscribe. All right, here's today's show. Tonight, Canada's little tyrants are popping up everywhere. What is this, Venezuela? It's February 2nd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail why? when you're a biggest carbon Thank consumer God. I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government I publish it, is why I'm because it's my bloody right to do so. I like Evan Solomon. I think he is the most fair journalist in the entire mainstream media in Canada, frankly. An example of this is that he actually went down to Parliament Hill in the cold amongst the trucker protesters. In a city with literally 250 journalists assigned to cover Parliament, and with the protest right outside the door, you'd think that they would all wander around just to see the spectacle just out of sheer curiosity. But I'm guessing... Fewer than 10 did. At least I can see no evidence that any more did. Many journalists these days lack all curiosity and any initiative because those things can cause trouble, you see. Once upon a time, journalists loved causing trouble. Or you can call it speaking truth to power. or You can call it comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable. Have you ever heard of an endangered species, the investigative journalist? That's someone who actually investigates things. It often means getting up out of your desk and asking your own questions rather than just rewriting official press releases from the warmth of a cubicle. There even used to be something called shoe leather reporting. I know it sounds so old-timey, doesn't it? That refers to someone walking around the streets wearing out their shoes from actually looking for the news where it is. Alas, that's not many Canadian journalists now. I say again, most of the accurate and fair coverage of the trucker convoy is from foreign media in the UK, Australia, and the United States. In Canada, it's almost all just amplification of Trudeau's own talking points, which you can expect when 99% of journalists are on the payroll. I mean, he joked about it a while back, but uh, the reason why jokes are funny is because there's, there's truth in
1: them. You sometimes hear about liberal bias in the media these days, how they're constantly letting off our government, letting our government off the hook for no good reason. Frankly, I think that's insulting. It's clear that they let us off the hook for a very good reason, because we paid them $600 million. You don't get stellar headlines like these without greasing the wheels a bit.
0: They were laughing because it was true. If it weren't true, it would be weird and unfunny. No one would get it. That was at a press gallery dinner, by the way. So Trudeau was literally saying it right to their faces, letting them know that he knows, that they know. They're bought and sold, and they love them. And, of course, the press gallery dinner there, it's only for official members, members of the press gallery. They banned revolutions from the press gallery. But they are right now reviewing an application from Xinhua, the Chinese state propaganda agency. They'll fit right in. So, yeah, kudos to Evan Solomon for even venturing out amongst the unwashed masses, the proletariat. That's more than the alleged conservative Aaron O'Toole would do. He won't get any more chances, though, will he? Certainly more than Jagmeet Singh would do. Jagmeet Singh was calling uh, this largely Sikh rally. I wouldn't say it was a majority Sikh, but there were a lot of Sikh truckers there. He's calling them racist. So hard to believe that the NDP actually used to be the party of the working man. Now they think the working man is racist, even if they're Sikh.
2: We saw some really hateful and disturbing images coming out of the convoy in Ottawa this past weekend. We saw the Nazi flag being flown, the Confederate flag being flown. And instead of denouncing and making it clear that this type of hate has no place in Canada, the leader of the official opposition and his Conservative MPs left the door open to this type of hate in Canada. What is the Prime Minister going to do to tackle the rise of online hate so we can build a better future for our kids.
1: Right, Honourable Prime Minister. I thank the leader of the NDP for uh, bringing up this important issue. Obviously, uh, like him, we uh, vigorously condemn uh, the hatred, the intolerance that we've seen uh, in the streets of Ottawa over the past, uh, past number of days. We know all Canadians are frustrated, all Canadians are tired of this pandemic, but the vast majority of Canadians know that listening to science, getting vaccinated, continuing to be there for each other with respect and openness is the best and really only way through this pandemic. That's what we'll stay focused on.
0: Anyways, I want to let you know that I think Evan Solomon is the best of the bunch. So I was a little disappointed when I saw him tweet this from the streets. He said, as you can see, it's a tweet showing video of some protesters being completely peaceful on the streets of Ottawa. The video isn't what's interesting. They're they're just pushing a fuel cart. But look at what Evan Solomon says. He says, so this is something police have to explain. If the city is saying they don't want the protest to continue and the mayor says so, how does this happen? What? Is the city owned by a mayor? Is he like a feudal lord and we're all peasants who, who live there by his gracious gift? Yeah, no, we, we have something called a charter of rights that permits freedom of assembly and freedom of expression and mobility rights. Literally walking down the street in a city is not up to a mayor or a premier or a prime minister or a policeman or even a king but this is normal thinking now in Ottawa look at this the woke mayor of Ottawa saying he wants to get his mitts on the trucker convoy's money
1: uh, so I mean uh, then uh, let me ask you because you're, you're part of the briefings you're in on the conversations obviously H- how do you see this coming to an end and do you have any sense of when
3: well it's going to come to an end obviously this is not going to be allowed to go on forever um, in terms of when That will take place, Uh, that again is an operational decision that will be made by the Chief based on the intelligence that they've received. We've got a lot of police presence, as you know. Police forces from across Ontario and Quebec are here to bolster our our police services. And we've been very uh, patient, quite frankly, with this group. And the organisers have um, been uh, completely irresponsible in terms of any leadership or ownership of some of the outrageous activity and behaviour of their members. And they should be the ones uh, telling their members go back home, get back uh, to business, deal with your own local MPs and allow these neighbourhoods to uh, reopen again. How much is all of this costing the City of Ottawa? Well, it's $800,000 a day for police costs alone and then probably a couple hundred thousand dollars in overtime costs for uh, public works, bylaw, paramedics and so on. So it's very expensive and our taxpayers shouldn't be paying for this nonsense. We've asked our city solicitor to see what can be done with the GoFundMe uh, fund that they've raised over eight million dollars whether that can be tapped into to pay for some of these extraordinary expenses caused by these truckers
2: okay is it also your intention to uh, to ask the federal government to assume all or part of these costs
3: yeah we have a good relationship with the federal government and i spoke with the prime minister yesterday and he's assured us that the federal government is, is here with us in the long term they they recognize this is a burden on our taxpayers so we appreciate his uh, positive uh, perspective
0: by the way, the city is not, in fact, shut down, at least not by the truckers. Uh, the, the truckers are taking up the street right in front of Parliament Hill, it's true. But I was there, and in fact, police have blocked off most of the downtown. It's the police who are restricting traffic. And the $800,000 a day in policing, okay, exactly, but but why? Why are you bringing in police forces from far-off cities and putting them up in hotels and paying them overtime, other than to give them, you know... Add a little bit of drama to that police state aesthetic that Trudeau seems to like. In the entire weekend of the initial protest, the time I was there, there was not a single charge laid, not a single arrest made. So this over-policing isn't on the protesters, it's on the bullies. The prime minister and the mayor, they wish there were a fight. There just wasn't. The scandal was that someone put a flag on Terry Fox and a cape. And that someone parked at the entrance of the war memorial for a few minutes until police told them to move, and they did. These are portrayed by Trudeau and his media liars as desecrations of a war memorial and desecration of a statue. They weren't. Um, That's how desperate they were. That That and an agent provocateur flying a Nazi flag at the Chateau Laurier, the most expensive hotel in the city, where no trucker would ever stay, but where plenty of liberals do. That's it. But in that Banana Republic style, the Lord Mayor of Ottawa not only wants to ban people from his streets. I mean, it's the capital city people. It's for the fancy people who haven't lost a minute's work or a dollar's pay during the pandemic. They've got raises and they've got to work from home if they worked at all. But boy, they collected their pay. It's been a feast for lobbyists and contractors and insiders. Why let some noisy working men into their holy city? I love the word they're using. Desecrate, as if Ottawa is holy, and these grubby truckers have no place there. Shoo. Yeah, and uh, taking their money, that's just the final Hugo Chavez touch, nationalizing their bank account. It's spreading, though, by the way. I think I mentioned this the other day. Nova Scotia isn't just daydreaming of nationalizing someone else's bank account and jailing truckers. They've actually issued an order Specifically targeting, targeting convoy supporters and banning them from standing at the side of the road. Huh? Yeah, let me read it to you. I'm going to read two paragraphs. The province today, January 28th, issued a directive under the Emergency Management Act prohibiting protesters from blockading Highway 104 near the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border. Okay, I understand not bloca- blocking any road. I get it. Okay. There are actually laws against that already, but look at this. The directive also applies to people who stop or gather alongside Highway 104, the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border, or at the Cobequid Pass toll area in support of the 2022 Freedom Convoy, the Atlantic Hold the Line event, or others organized to interfere with traffic. Allowing people to gather in those areas would put themselves and others at risk. So you cannot peacefully gather at the side of a road. You're not blocking the road. You're cheering people on the road. There's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing blockading about that. There's nothing wrong with that. Freedom of speech, freedom of association, mobility, all the charter rights stuff. It's, it's atrocious, but, but look at the wording. You can actually protest all you want about literally anything else in the world, just not in support of the 2022 Freedom Convoy. Anything else is legal. You could have two people standing on the same bridge or the same road. One can be protesting, I don't know, in support of Trudeau, and the other protesting in support of the convoy. Only the convoy supporter is a lawbreaker under this rule. Or more to the point, you can have two people next to each other on the same overpass. One is for the convoy. The other is opposed to the convoy. And only the supporter is illegal. Read the wording. This is absurd. This is transparent. This is illegal. This is unconstitutional. But they're doing it. And and who's stopping them? Do you doubt that we have within us the authoritarian impulse, the impulse to dominate and destroy our enemies? Do you think there was something genetically different about the Germans 70 years ago? All this talk of anti-bullying and tolerance, it's all fake. It's all reverse psychology, a cover, a mask to hide the true nature of the state. There's no one more vicious than an anti-bully. Look at Trudeau, who in the name of tolerance is the most intolerant prime minister we've ever had. He talks about racism. He's the blackface guy. Imagine using emergency health legislation to ban specific political views from protesting. That's Canada now. It's infected our governments. It's infected our opposition parties. And it's infected our media. That's the real pandemic, the real virus. Government power has never been this great. And our civil liberties have never been in such peril. Stay with us for more. it's about 4 p.m. Eastern time as I'm recording this, 2 p.m. Alberta time. I tell you that because a lot is changing between now and when the show actually airs tonight in a few hours. Uh, a very fluid situation. I'm talking about the blockade, the convoy in Coots, Alberta, the village that is uh, the customs and border checkpoint between Canada and the United States, Alberta and Montana. Joining us now via Skype from the blockade is Chad Williamson, the lawyer crowdfunded by Rebel News to assist the truckers in negotiating with the police, de-escalating the situation and generally trying to have a happy outcome there. Our friend Chad Williamson joins us now. Chad, how you doing down there?
2: Ezra, we're doing great. Uh, and de-escalation is the word of the day today. Um, as many people know, the breaking news uh, coming from down here is that in a tremendous and surprising show of good faith and compassion for their fellow Albertans and an understanding for the toll that this blockade has taken uh, across the country. And in reciprocation for what we feel to be uh, some inklings of movement by the government in respect of the demands of the truckers. The truckers are opening lanes, Uh, one lane that is on going each way, uh, uh, providing uh, um, um, uh, uh, unimpeded access to and from the border and through the town of Coots.
0: All right, so let's just catch our people up because yesterday was very dramatic. Um, the the Mounties presented, and on the other side, the truckers presented. I really felt like I was watching a movie Braveheart with Mel Gibson, and uh, you know the the odds were against the Mounties. There were so many more truckers. Um, I mean, unless the Mounties were literally going to take out their firearms and start, God forbid, shooting, they had no chance, and they retreated. And I was wondering what would come next. Now, it it, it sounds like an act of, uh, you know, a, a uh, an olive branch from the truckers, but I I saw from our one of our journalists, uh, Keen Simone, that and, and and please tell me what you know about this if you can, that Alberta's backbench conservative MLAs the UCP party the United Conservative Party that they have expressed solidarity and I and you tell me if I'm wrong on this that they have indicated that if the truckers open up they will vote to end the vaccine passport in Alberta now I'm just hearing this through through Kean our uh, Simone our reporter can you tell us anything without giving away confidences
2: Unfortunately, I just don't have much information as Obviously, in a high tension situation such as this one, rumors rumors circulate uh, like snow in a blizzard, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've heard all manner of uh, you know fairly um, uh, fairly surprising uh, uh, developments that may or may not have happened uh, between. Um, you know some of the MLAs, uh, the RCMP, and how they plan on conducting the enforcement. Frankly, I just don't have the information, but I, I do understand that there is uh, a, a growing support uh, from some of the backbencher uh, MLAs in Alberta, uh, and and I mean they, they've had support since day one, but it's my understanding that the support has grown. Uh, and then assurances uh, have been given that there will be progress in, uh, uh, in, in cabinet. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I mean, a lot of this stuff is speculation, uh, and I'm obviously not at liberty to uh, uh, put names on the table or anything uh, at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope that it's not a trick. One of the reasons uh, the lawyers asked, us, sorry, the the truckers asked us to crowdfund you to help them in this de-escalation negotiations is that they said to me that they felt that the RCMP was tricking them, was breaking their problems, uh, promises, and were not uh, reliable or honest. Now, I'm just saying what they said. I um, so bringing you in there to help make sure that things go fairly, I'm worried because I don't know who is... Behind the scenes on the RCMP, it's a federal police force that has a contract with the province. So I don't know if it's Jason Kenney or if it's the prime minister. In some ways, this is a federal matter. It's a border crossing. That's a federal matter. The RCMP are a federal police por- force. The, the vaccine mandating question for truckers is a federal thing. So those three elements tell me this is a federal police operation. But they are working in Alberta under a contract to the province. So I I don't really know who the decider is. Um, But let me ask you this, Chad. Earlier today, Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader federally, was absolutely sacked by his caucus. Like, shockingly, uh, it it wasn't even close. And I think that is 100 percent attributable to his choosing the wrong team on the federal convoy. And you could see the cracks forming when he wouldn't say he stood with them when he refused to meet them. You saw more and more backbench conservative MPs saying, I don't care what Aaron O'Toole says, I know what's right. And it culminated today, he was thrown out. I wouldn't have guessed that a week ago. And so if I'm hearing rumors that backbench Alberta MLAs are getting a little impatient with Jason Kenney being a mini Trudeau, and if they're saying, hey, truckers, you open up a lane, we'll vote to end this vaccine mandate, I wouldn't have believed it a week ago, Chad, but, but maybe it's possible. Maybe these truckers are going to actually save us.
2: Yeah, you know, things change. And, I, I, I mean, it's it's easy to take a hard line, but as I said yesterday, uh, enforcement's difficult when you got 200 pieces of serious heavy equipment on the highway. And moreover, when you have uh, rolling blockades popping up spontaneously across the province, cutting off major supply lines so that... Uh, Hipsters don't get their avocado uh, avocado toast in the morning. Uh, it really can uh, can have a profound impact on getting getting politicians to bend the ears uh, to people who are uh, uh, vocal uh, uh, enough to uh, uh, to try to elicit some change. And I feel uh, winds of change. I can't I, I can't believe that uh, Aaron O'Toole uh, was tossed so handily uh and, and so aggressively by such an overwhelming vote against them and and i smell uh similar uh um usurptions in potentially other uh other legislatures uh and potentially uh in in, in conservative uh, movements right across the country i do think conservatives have picked the wrong sides and uh, uh frankly uh the truckers uh represent not just truckers but there's farmers out here there's tradesmen these people are the backbone uh, that really uh, uh, run the industrial and economic infrastructure of of, of our po- province, of our country, and they're integral to to, the, to civilization.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I want to be careful in what I ask you because you have a, a duty as a lawyer to your clients there, and you, and you have a duty of confidentiality, and I certainly don't want to give anything away. We are crowdfunding your fees, and I know you're down there with a colleague, and if there are any charges against these men, we'll crowdfund those too. If folks want to chip in, you can go to truckerlawyer.ca. Um, but, Chad, I want to ask you if, you, if you can tell me things without giving things away, what's it like with the men? Who are they? What kind of guys? I, I, I can't imagine any of them have done anything close to this in their lives. I can't imagine any of them. Like, they all look like they probably vote conservative, uh, probably pro-police, pro-conservative. This is, this is a, an extraordinary action by them because they're in a crisis. That's how it looks from here. What does it look like from there in the bosom of the place?
2: Ezra, let me tell you a real quick story. Uh, One of the fellow here, uh, he he owns a feedlot, and he told me a story uh, unrelated to the blockade. He was out in the feedlot and he saw a small starving baby kitten meowing up at him from the mud. And he promised himself that uh, he and his wife would never have any more cats in the house. And he was telling me that the cat is now a senior and is uh, on his bed with them every night. And it's the genuine compassion for humanity and for living things and for their fellow Albertans that really binds this community together. Uh, the food that has been brought in, uh, the salt of the earth nature of the people that uh, um, uh, th- that have taken up this cause from all industries, agriculture, trucking, uh, trades. Uh, we've got business owners. We've got uh, 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 ranchers and, uh, and cattle folk. Uh, these are... Uh, true Albertans, and they uh, there's children down here uh there's wives uh there's uh there, there's there's all sorts of uh unbelievable people people from all sorts of uh, ethnic backgrounds as well Dutchmen we've got Germans uh, we've got Norwegians we've got uh, uh you know folks whose families immigrated here 100 years ago and there is Alberton as the, uh, the the Norwegian trucker that uh, just got his permanent residency paper so um, these people, uh, are the essence of of what makes Canada a great place to live and what makes Alberta one of the finest, uh, finest uh, finest places uh, on the planet. i'm I'm just so touched. Um, every time I get to hear one of one of one of their stories about how the economic wreckage of the uh, pandemic policies have impacted their lives and cost them uh, uh, jobs and money uh, and uh, uh, given them stress and grief beyond belief uh and 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 frankly they're still peaceful they're still compassionate they just want their voices heard and and that's something that's very touching to me and maybe alien uh to people who live in the cities and who uh don't have access um you know to to talk with these types of people and hear their stories they're all human beings and they do all have individual stories that are touching, just like that cat story i just I couldn't believe it. You know, he's a big burly trucker. And I just get this picture of this guy with this little kitten just, um, you know, reaching out to another living thing. And there's something magical um, about that. And that really embodies the love um, and, and the passion of the people down here.
0: Mm. Let me ask you a couple of specific questions. I know for a while there the police had sealed off the whole village, and, and the, or at least the, the blockade, and were stopping food, medicine, and fuel, the latter being... Uh, necessary to keep the trucks running because the, uh, these truckers are staying in their, in their trucks. There's, there's not 500 hotel rooms in this tiny village. Um, so I, they were basically trying to starve them out, freeze them out, and in the case of medicine, I don't know, sick them out. Has, have the, have the, I, I don't think that's lawful, by the way. Um, that, that's collective punishment. I think that's a really gross thing. Has that, has that police blockade... The police checkpoints, has that been lifted, at least for food, fuel, and medicine?
2: Well, um, technically at this point, no. That's something that we're going to be addressing with the authorities in very short order. But what uh, I think is is just kind of interesting is it's pandemonium down here. Uh, They've set up blockades. And, of course, there are allegations of people ramming barricades and everything else. Uh, It's my understanding that things were much tamer than that, and it was essentially just four-by-fours going around a simple blockade that was set up on one one direction of travel. Uh, But moreover, uh, throughout the night, there were people arriving from uh, every which way. So it's my understanding there's back roads and that the RCMP have really had a difficult time uh, keeping, uh, much to their uh, dismay, uh, I believe that they would like to continue to uh, disrupt operations down here, but um, uh, they've had they've had limited success, uh, and I think I think because of uh, some of the the creativity and the uh, 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 just uh, you know uh, uh, the forcefulness of some of these uh, some of the protesters and their supporters, and the support is tremendous. Uh, to have labeled it uh, you know these these folks as a minority or Uh, you know, a small, a fringe uh, movement. Uh, I mean, this is Southern Alberta and it seems like everybody's on board. Yeah.
0: You know, um, it's different when you're in a big city. Policing is very different. Police know every square a meter of things they know what better than anyone they have massive reinforcements they can call them they have special equipment they can bring in quickly. there's not a big police contingent I don't th- I doubt there's even a policeman stationed in Coots. they're coming in so these folks don't know the lay of the land they don't have easy reinforcements or backup they don't have special equipment um, it sounds a little more like that. 70s TV show the dukes a hazard where you've got sort of these cops trying to chase them dukes boys except for instead of uh, Instead of hazard county in the south. It's the freezing prairies And uh, the dukes boys in this case are local farmers or or tradesmen who just say oh I know I know how to get something to those guys and these city cops don't know what they're doing Like that's just in my mind. I mean, I'm not down there. I'm imagining it It's a very different policing situation and when we saw that showdown yesterday, I mean, I'm sure some of these cops are thinking, what am I doing? Why am I enforcing some health order? I joined the police to, to go after murderers and kidnappers. And here I am going after law-abiding conservative truckers because um, they, they're refusing to show their health papers. This is, this is a crisis. I think it's a crisis of policing. The community no longer consents to this policing. And so the policing is breaking down.
2: It's it's uh, I, I mean it's a huge problem, and you see that uh, even in urban environments where uh, you know I mean if there's an investigation underway and simply there are no witnesses that will come forward and uh, uh, you know a population that simply won't cooperate uh, uh, to to uh, to assist law enforcement it creates some real logistical issues. Um, now again down here you you throw in some uh, pretty aggressive and gnarly terrain minus 25 degree. Uh, centigrade weather with blowing, howling winds, uh, snows, blowing snows, uh, and uh, uh, a blockade that was extraordinarily robust and quite unique because of the various pieces of heavy equipment uh, in peculiar shapes and sizes, agricultural gear, uh, tractors, John Deere's, uh, and full 18 uh, wheelers packed to the rims. I mean, I'm sure that the resources to conduct enforcement uh, would eventually have been uh, made available. And I think that that was uh, kind of the end game, Uh, but it wasn't as easy as they may have thought uh, and, and and frankly, we're seeing uh, all across the country, we're seeing uh, just out in Saskatchewan, we've got announcements of uh, uh, restrictions being lifted. So uh, while there's not an overt victory here, we're starting to see the tide turn. And I am undoubtedly assured mm-hmm. that that is because of the efforts of these yeah. protesters and people standing up for what they believe in.
0: These truckers have done more for our civil liberties than any opposition politician, than any judge, than any uh, public health official, than any media type. These truckers have done more for our freedom, more to save our country than any other force. I credit them not only for the changes in Saskatchewan, but for the change in the Conservative Party of Canada that happened so quickly today. It's like he it got hit by a truck. I, I credit... Uh, uh, I see an opinion poll that shows that uh, 15 points moving towards end the lockdowns in the last week. There's no other phenomenon that, that this could be ascribed to besides the truckers. Chad, is there anything you need from us? We I remember when I called you up a couple nights ago, it was, it was nighttime already. I said, hey, guess what? You're going to Coots, <laughs> and you accepted the mission very graciously and quickly, and you You went down there. So you're representing these folks, and the goal is de-escalate, keep people safe, help them legally. You've got two other lawyers with you, and we're going to defend these folks if they get any tickets or charges. If folks want to help, they can go to truckerlawyer.ca. Other than, you know, covering your fees, which we're happy to do, is there anything that you need from us? Anything, any advice you'd like to give us, not just us at Rebel News, but, but our viewers, what should we be doing to help?
2: Well, um, one thing that I should uh, that I should quickly point out is that despite uh, often wearing a suit and being in an office tower in downtown Calgary, I really am an Albertan and a cowboy at heart, even though I'm not riding on horses, uh, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to fight for salt-of-the-earth Albertans, especially uh, when I'm called at the last minute to fly down. And in terms of uh, the financial support, that's going to assist us in the potential charges uh, that still uh, very much put these uh, protesters at risk of prosecution. Uh, and we're going to be there to assist them in any way we can, uh, uh, throwing together defenses uh, and uh, and investigating any charges that get laid. One thing that uh, Rebel has done so well, and I suppose that uh, the mainstream media has almost done to themselves, is show, uh, in a sense, that the emperor really has no clothes. And some of the bizarre uh, narrative spins, uh, the accusations of racism in the face of a tremendously diverse uh, cultural group, of course, down in Ottawa, I mean, uh, there's people uh, of all uh, shapes and sizes and uh, from everywhere, Um, I think that just poking holes in the bizarre uh, the bizarre uh, bizarre world narrative that is being spun um, by some of the folks with sinister intentions in this country, uh, that is crucial. Uh, and as long as we no longer accept those narratives and see the truth for what it is, uh, we'll, we'll be freer uh, than we can possibly imagine. We've only begun work in that respect. Well
0: said. Well, thank you so much for going down there on short notice. I really do think you're a great fit. Uh, you know, you're a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. You're uh, you're a lawyer, but you have your feet on the ground. And um, I think you came in in the nick of time, literally had you been hours later. I think we would have missed a key moment there when the RCMP tried to make their move a couple of days ago. Um, we're recording this. It's now just after 4 p.m. Eastern time. So there may be some movement between now and when this video airs in a few hours tonight. I hope there is, frankly. I hope that uh, the Alberta Rural Caucus keeps their promise and does to Jason Kenny. I'm not saying fire the lad, but maybe impress upon him that the the pandemic lockdown is over whether or not he uh, wants to um, drive the truck or be hit by it. Chad, great to see you. Uh, keep in touch. And, folks, if you want to help Chad, go to truckerlawyer.ca. Stay safe down there, my friend.
2: It's an honor and a privilege, Ezra, and thanks to all the uh, wonderful supporters that we have across the country.
0: Right on. I'll pass on your thanks. There you have it. Chad Williamson He's our lawyer that we have crowdfunded to help these truckers. Stay with us more ahead. your viewer feedback. Bill Snow says when Pierre Polyev is elected, he should put up a monument to the truckers in front of Parliament. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to go deep on it today, but incredible, and absolutely related to the convoy, is the Conservative Party voted, and it wasn't even close uh, to get rid of um, Aaron O'Toole as the leader. I mean, he thought he could hang on. Um, He thought it would be close. He thought he could, I don't know, cajole, threaten, beg, borrow. It just, boom. It was overwhelming. And Again, I just don't think there's any other proximate cause besides the truckers. He so mishandled it. Instead of being Ron DeSantis, he was, I don't know, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Didn't work out for either of them, uh, for for either Cuomo or or O'Toole, did it? Melon Baller says, Thank you for covering this. You're one of the only media entities providing updates. I will give credit to our friends at True North who were there covering the convoy in. Ottawa, our alumnus, Kian Bexty, and there were a few other independent media, but most of the media was absolutely just doing stenography uh, for the federal government. It's just incredible to see it now. I just saw uh, that the mayor of, or the Ottawa police chief, I'll just read it on my phone, I literally saw it moments ago, is um, the Ottawa police chief says the city is considering requesting help for the Canadian Armed Forces to deal with the trucker protests, to deal with the protest. They're not violent. Violence is about to be done to them. That's Hugo Chavez style. That goes with what we were talking about today. one more letter from Sarah. The Truckers for Freedom 2022 are doing what the GOP should have done. Yeah, what the GOP stands for the grand old party. That's a nickname for the Republicans. It's what the Canadian conservatives should have done too. And the Canadian media. You know, I've done so many interviews in the last 36 hours with foreign media. I did um, Megyn Kelly's show today. I, I, I did a range of online shows and foreign broadcasters. We've had the Daily Mail uh, in London, England, asked to use our videos. Our videos have been on Fox News. Like so much interest in foreign countries. But in Canada, the media is so obedient. It's really weird. Let me leave you with our video of the day. Alexa LaVoie doing streeters in Ottawa she's doing a great job in French and English. I'll let you go with that video. I'll be back tomorrow with a very special feature length interview. Just a just a great show if I may say so myself. I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Until tomorrow on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters to you at home. Good night. Keep fighting for freedom. <laughs>
1: races yeah. like yeah. the energy is great the vibe is wicked
4: there's a lot of love here and everybody's here for the same reason here alexa for venues we are the 29th of january in the street of ottawa just in front of the parliament and As you can see, so much like truck just come from Toronto or everywhere around Ontario. More convoys is coming from all across Canada. So if you like it, go to convoyreport.com. You can chip in to help us with our travel expense. And if you want, you can watch all our video. So keep following us.
1: Well look, all I heard was that a bunch of racists and misogynists were to get together and that's
3: yeah. why I'm here. Is there a different cause? Because I'm here because I'm racist and misogynist. So if there's something else going on, I don't really want to be a part of that. But,
2: uh...
4: Okay, sorry, bye.
1: Just
2: kidding, just kidding. We
1: just want to prove a point. We're proving for all truckers.
4: The other truckers are still hauling. We're here. So how long do you plan to stay here? Till it's done. That's it. So do you have uh, enough goods for, uh, for? Uh, for a week, two weeks,
2: three weeks, we're here. As long as it need, we need to stay.
4: Uh, do you have enough for?
2: Oh yes. Plenty. We are ready. Yeah. Plenty of food, plenty of water, fuel too.
4: Oh, that's great. We are ready mm. for a couple of weeks at least. We we'll stay here till next year. Yeah. If we have to. Forever. Yes. That's big. Yes. So you're ready. We're ready. Yeah, a lot of people are ready for it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Onélope notre liberté. Tout le monde est tunis. J'ai jamais vu une unification comme ça dans le Canada. C'est une première. Puis faut que ça, faut que ça continue comme ça. So where are you from? Hamilton, Ontario.
1: Amazing turnout. Yeah, just super patriotic. And I love seeing everybody all happy and united. It's fantastic. It's what Canada is about. So the
4: media mission tried to discredit you.
1: I'd like to say I'm shocked, but I'm not because that's how the media is with anything that doesn't go with their narrative, right? So, yeah, know I think it's it's BS. It shouldn't be the way it is because in Canada, we're supposed to be a free country. So you're supposed to be able to express yourself and do what you got to do. You know what I mean? So.
4: Yeah. And uh, just as you know, Dad say that it's a French minority that's coming in Ottawa. What do you have to say about it? I think it's funny because...
1: Uh, clearly here today it's not a fringe minority and the amount of trucks that are coming tomorrow from out west and out east it's yeah we're, we're not the minority like they've been saying for the last two years so yeah. do you think
4: that if we change something
1: oh 100 because we're not leaving until it does change something so
4: so how long are you prepared to stay for i have
1: enough stuff in here to stay for a couple weeks if i have to so wow oh yeah yeah i'm not going anywhere so
4: great thank you very much have a great night you
1: too, you too. thank <laughs> you
3: that's
4: awesome! So during all the weekend we are covering the convoy, the freedom convoy that's come from all across Canada. So if you want to help us to cover all our travel expense and as well our like report, go to convoyreports.com chip in generously and you can as well sign the petition